And we're live. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Divi Chat. Each week, some of the brightest Divi minds from all around the world get together to share their knowledge and expertise of running businesses and developing websites with WordPress and Divi. Tonight, you'll be listening to episode 29, where we'll be discussing e-courses for learning Divi. Let's get chatting. But before we do, let's say hello to tonight's panel. Hi, Gino. Hello, David, and everybody out there in Divi land. This is Gino Quiroz with uh, Quiroz Tutorials of Monterey Premier, and uh, glad to be here with you guys. Catch me over on Facebook at G-E-N-O-Q. Fantastic. Glad you're here, Gino. Hi, Leslie. Thank you. Hi, I'm Leslie Burnell of A Girl in Her Mac, and you can find me on Facebook and Twitter at A Girl in Her Mac. Fantastic. Hi, Melissa. Oh, hey. Hi, David. Thank you for having me on as a special guest. It's cool. Um, my name is Melissa Love, and my company is The Design Space, and you can find us everywhere under that tag. Fantastic. We are so excited to have you. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, Michelle. Hello, David. Thank you for having me as well. I'm Michelle Noonan from Divi Soup and Divi Academy, and you can find me on Facebook under Divi Soup. Fantastic. And we are super excited to have you too as well, Michelle. Thank you. Hey, SJ. Hello, SJ. Hello, mate. <laughs> 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 you can find me at Divi.space or on Twitter at Socially Steve. And can I just say, I'm quite excited because the Brits almost are <laughs> <like> the Americans. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Home power. Let's, then awesome. every, everybody has to do the whole thing in a British accent. That's, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Mine's terrible, in case you didn't tell. <laughs> oh, I guess it's my turn. And I have a terrible British accent, so I won't even <laughs> attempt that. Uh, Tim Streifler here uh, from Texas, which uh, we have Texas and the Brits tied, and then we have Gino all by him, his lonesome self in California. Um, <laughs> and uh, you can find me at divilife.com and timstreifler.com. Fantastic. And my name is David Blackman with Aspen Grove Studios and Divi Space. And we are super excited tonight to have this panel and to discuss e-courses and places where you can learn Divi. Uh, we get a lot of people, as you can imagine, with the number one WordPress theme in the world, Divi. A lot of new people, do-it-yourselfers, want to build their own website or potentially even start into a web development career of their own. And we have quite a panel of assembled you know, Divi experts, as well as course creators and um, many different ways to learn how to use Divi and stuff. So I'm kind of really, really excited about, about uh, discovering this topic a little bit and finding out where you learn a little bit more about how to become an expert with Divi, kind of like a lot of these panel and stuff. So um, we're going to kind of go everywhere, you know, all over the, the board tonight. We may have some questions and stuff, but um, let's get started chatting. and. Um, I don't know how we want to, if y'all want me to throw a question out there, uh, or I can lob it over to Mr. Gino Kiros, who likes to start us off. I saw your eyes get really big, Gino, when I <laughs> called your name. 
<laughs> I knew you were going to do that. I don't know what it is about me that says throw Gino <laughs> under the bus first. But <laughs> I, well, I was thinking there's there's two perspectives, uh, two, I think, questions that people will want to hear is, one, what's available out there? But I think a lot of our listeners are more interested in, hey, how can I get started? What tools are you using? Um, how does it work with Divi? What courses? So uh, what do you guys, should we talk about, like, maybe um, – uh, what what tools we're using to do courses to kind of start with? That would be absolutely yeah, yeah. Sure. okay. Yeah, it's probably double sided. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Well, I would just say, um, you know, I I feel like I should not be going first because Melissa, I mean Michelle and Melissa have been doing this longer than I have. But um, I started I started my first courses this year, um, something that's kind of been on the back burner and uh, been wanting to do for a while, but time uh, got the best of me but anyways i started using lifter lms um, i found out about it about a year ago when i met one of the co-founders and they were sharing with me kind of what they're doing and where they're going with the new model of giving it away free and, and building a, a, a kind of community around it instead of selling it as a premium product and uh and so i've been kind of kind of tinkering with it for the last year and then finally this year and i think it's just an amazing tool, Lifter LMS, uh, works pretty well with Divi. Uh, there's still some bugs and whatnot, but with Lifter LMS, they give you basically all the tools you need to learn how to do a course, um, what goes into making a course, and tons of resources into how to promote and make an effective course. So it's been a great tool. I uh, love it. I use it, and it was. Um, I plan on using it for my courses moving forward. Yeah, me too. I, I've thought it's been fantastic. And they, they have such a great community. It kind of reminds me of the Divi community. Really supportive. And I mean, I guess we shouldn't really say this, but um, Chris, one of Chris, the owner, one of the owners is very, so generous with his time. Technically, you're meant to pay for support, but his group is so wonderful that almost any question you have is answered, you know, very generously and very freely. So I, I found it great. And they've gone out of their way, especially in the last few months, I've noticed to really accommodate Divi users. So they've got a little add-on plugin called Libby um, Lifter Labs, and they've put out a Divi patch, which means you don't have to worry about the formatting, the margins, you can makes the builder work on lessons and courses. And I probably needed to only write a line of CSS to, to, to get it working when I did the last installation, whereas previously I was doing quite a lot of tinkering in kind of the core file. So just like stunning work all around, really, making it easier and easier. I think my my favourite um, part with the with the new Lifty Lab is um, they've introduced some class uh, some custom classes for enrolled and non-enrolled users. So you can actually build your landing page now um, within the course page itself and show and hide modules based on whether a user a user is enrolled or not. So you can just have one page with um, you know like your sales page and your join now and all of that kind of thing. Uh, and that's not shown if a user's already enrolled. Um, so that's fantastic. That I really love that. That's great for landing pages. I didn't think of doing that. That's brilliant. Yeah, it really is. is. <laughs> <laughs> I've redone all of my landing pages but one so far. So, yeah, it's a really good feature. Uh, uh, while Michelle's on there, we should take the opportunity. Michelle, you did a entire Divi Nation podcast about this. Which episode? Do you remember which episode number that was? Actually, I was uh, I was started on a redesign for my website today, so I found it. It was thirty-two. 
Yeah, it was a. If, if you guys, if anybody hasn't watched that, go back and find that. It was a pretty encouraging and inspiring. If you're thinking about starting courses, um, I was pretty blown away about your whole testimony on doing websites and now completely focusing on learning. And now that's what you do full time. And the thing that stood yeah. out to me most of the show was when you said, um, as much as you love doing client work, you have so much more freedom now. You're not working yeah. for anybody. You're doing yeah. exactly oh, what you want to do. Heaven. And that stood out to me. <laughs> I share that with a lot of people still. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's lovely. I mean, don't get me wrong. I had some lovely clients. I really did. But um, not having to be anywhere at any particular time and not having a deadline that's not set by yourself um, is just amazing. It's, you know, mm -hmm. I, there isn't a time when I can just, you know, when I can't say I can just get up and go and do something else now. You know, I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. I mean, obviously there are, you know, you schedule um, webinars with your students and things like that. And obviously, you know, you need to be there for that. But then even, you know, that's you scheduling that time. So it's when it's convenient for you and not when it's convenient for someone else. So whilst yeah i did have some nice clients no this is just so much better it's wonderful i love it That's fantastic awesome. yeah one thing i do want to say is um i recently went to pressnomics in phoenix arizona and met chris badgett and the founders of lifter lms and not that this is a lifter lms only it's the only learning management system out there because there's lots of others mm -hmm. but i do want to give a shout out to them because they you know Chris and those guys are very dedicated to their product and stuff. And one thing that he specifically mentioned was that they were very dedicated to the Divi community and yeah. making sure that um, the Divi product works really well with Lifter LMS. So, yeah. you know, sure. any, any developer <laughs> that takes the time to, you know, um, you know, make their product and stuff compatible with another community has you know, the two thumbs up in my book as well. So yeah. Absolutely. Um, some I of the other tools that are out there just to throw, go ahead. So just to mention Thomas as well, Thomas, um, Thomas runs support all by himself and he is yeah. amazing. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Nothing's, <clears throat> nothing's too much trouble. Um, you know, it, there's obviously, you know, when you've got so many different plugins and you've got some kind of conflict, um, and it's not necessarily anything to do with Lifter, but he'll go in and he'll try and find what the conflict is and, you know, see if he can resolve it. Um, yeah, and he just runs support completely by himself at the moment. So um, shout out to Thomas. He's amazing. Yeah, Thomas was there as well, and we met with him and had lunch with them one day. And um, they were they were really two great guys. A couple other mm. learning platforms that, you know, that, that are out there that I know of off the top of my head, and I met them at Pressnomics too. I met Justin, who's the, um, I believe, one of the founders of LearnDash, uh, another LMS platform. And maybe what we should have done was tell the community or the, our viewers what an LMS is, because they may be Googling or scratching their head right now. It's a learning management system, I'm assuming, is what or, uh, anybody can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so if you hear that term a lot throughout this episode, that's what it means, learning management system. I know that SJ was probably, we don't want to leave him out, because <laughs> SJ was probably the original Divi godfather with courses on a, yeah, what on a happened course here? that he put out a long, long time ago. Yeah, I think, I don't even think um, Lifter LMS existed when I created the course, the, the, the CSS course for Divi. So I ended up using Sensei. 
um, which is the the one I think I think Wu actually owned them. Yeah. Um, create them actually, and uh, yeah, it was good. But again, it wasn't something that was designed specifically for use with Divi. Um, it needed a certain amount of customization to even get it to work well with the page builder and things like that. So um, it's amazing how many there are now because there was literally, I think that was one of two <laughs> when, when I did the course. So it, it's, it's amazing how many there are now. And Lifter LMS certainly sounds like a good one. I wasn't aware that Lifter LMS was that new. I thought it had been around for quite a while. I think when I did, the only ones that were kind of worth a look when I did the original um, CSS course was Sensei. Um, I think Learn Dash was out, but it was really new. Um, and there was one other, which I don't think is as popular anymore. I can't remember what it's called. If I find it, I'll kind of, I'll drop it in the notes. But um, I think basically Sensei was the one to use. Um, and there was one other free one, which I think was Learn Dash. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. just doing kind of research for this episode, I've started looking at all of the other ones, and some of them look really cool. It's, it would be interesting to see how much this niche grows within. Okay, what have you been looking at, SJ? Which other ones have you been looking at? Um, there's one actually called LMS. Um, oh, I have that. Yeah. And it's not just a clever name. Um, <laughs> Pretty imaginative. <laughs> There's there's other ones that have gone kind of down even niche within LMSs. So you've got education LMSs. You've got um, uh, you know. So there's one called I think it's Academia. Right. Um, is another one that looks like it's more like a, a theme um, that has an LMS built into it. Um, but but that looks quite cool. Um, and there's another one called Edu LMS, which again mm -hmm. looks very very cool. Um, but I guess it's the difference between whether or not you want to use a theme um, or, or try and pull the, the functionality out of the theme or whether you want to use a plugin and, and use it with Divi. Obviously, that would be the preferred thing, wouldn't it? Yeah. I think for I think us... A couple of things that I... Oh, <laughs> go ahead, Michelle. <laughs> no, sorry. I was just going to say, I think for us, um, you know, doing what we do, it's important to um, to have... A plugin that works with Divi. Um, I'm not a fan of platforms like Teachable and Thinkific because I think that um, I think it's important to own your own platform. I think you know, for me at least, I, I want um, my platform you know under my control. I don't want to be at the risk of a company going bust or being bought out or you know. I know that can happen with plugins, but you know, at least if you've got the plugin, someone else can potentially take it over or you can develop it yourself but you know when you use things like teachable and thinkific and and similar platforms you're really at the mercy um of of what those businesses what direction they decide to take their business and the features that they add and they you know they might take away um and also price you know up in their prices or changing their plans mm. and things like that so at least for me i think it's really important to have a plug-in um, that works and the thing for me with lifter and the, and the reason that I chose lifter was because that I knew that I wanted to do courses and a membership and um, Lifter is one of the few plugins that will run both courses and membership um, Most of the course platforms you'll need an additional one for membership and vice versa. So um, That's that's for me is one of the big bonuses with lifter at least. I like your point on the um 
the the other platforms that conversation came up uh, recently in the group about commoditizing the courses and that's what some of these they're doing and you're seeing like a bunch of prices go down dramatically in Udemy and these other places yeah. and they're very restrictive just like putting your child theme or a theme on a super marketplace like mm -hmm. theme forest there's a lot of yeah. restrictions you can't sell your own you you almost can't set your own prices anymore and yeah. so it's it's driving like fiverr it's driving everybody to the bottom of the barrel yeah. and so i think what we're going to see is just like with people selling their own products on their own platform we're, we're going to see people doing their own courses on their own platform in order for it to be um profitable and mm -hmm. beneficial to everybody and uh, there's a lot more value in us being able to provide direct services. So that's another reason why I love Lifter LMS. And the other thing that stood out to me the most was when, when I was talking to them, they, what they were before was a premium plugin. And you had to pay top dollars on a yearly basis. It was last year that they decided to go the route of WooCommerce, where let's give it away free, the core plugin, the $500 plugin. Let's give it away or whatever the price was give it away free and then build a family of products so that other companies can benefit from working with us and that's what we're we're, we're barely seeing the first stages of that with stripe coming on board and paypal coming on board and all these other companies starting to come on board and so that that gives us gives them an opportunity to expand without trying to have everything in one plugin and that's what's yeah. really neat a lot more versatility and control than yeah. some of the other platforms well, I think once you've sold your own products like downloads or child themes and you have complete control over your whole store, you just can't go back to handing over that control and you know and and I've really really I don't I'm sure you guys do sell a, a mixed basket of goods and Michelle knows what a trial it's been to get it working properly but um I've I've kind of cracked it just you know the integrations with WooCommerce and you know people can buy a downloadable product as they buy a course and you can upsell and downsellers you, you kind of do that and that's just you know worth so much money it's what, what a difference that makes I think what I'd like to hear about now maybe is um, talk about some of the Divi courses that you guys offer and stuff because I, I imagine they vary somewhat and uh, some of the options that are out there for the Divi community um, we can start left to right by the way it's nothing personal my screen, I see people that's alphabetical order. So it's easy for me to just pick on Gino because he starts with a G and he's first over there on the left. And people think, people think I pick on him first, but it's only because he's over there on the left. So uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about your courses and what you guys offer and stuff for the Divi community. Okay, I'll throw it out there. Mine's real simple, really. It's, it's for absolute beginners. Um, there's absolutely no code or CSS involved. Basically, all we're doing is showing you how to um, sign up for Divi, sign up for hosting, um, install WordPress, and then basically upload Divi and create five pages using existing templates that they have on there. And then what I try to do is take you through and customize each module on each page so that you get a little bit familiar with most of the modules and how to you know what's in the settings and what's in advance we don't use any advanced code or styling it's a simple five page website and it's for people that are just getting introduced to wordpress and or maybe just getting introduced to divi um, so it's real basic for beginners i do have other things i hope to do this year um, that i'm working on right now but uh that's that's the only course i have available right now 
Awesome. Hey, Melissa, tell us about oh. your course. Oh, right. Mine is um, mine's definitely a bit different to that. Um, it's very much aimed at creatives because, as I'm sure you'll probably know, I mostly specialize in working with photographers, and that's expanded to become all sorts of creatives from kind of makers and shop owners, designers. And that's a really great niche for me. I feel really at home with those kind of people. So um, people like that, they, they can, they've got great creative taste, great vision, but they really find it hard to then turn, they have a vision of how they want their site to look and they, they find it hard to just achieve. And quite frankly, why should they? Because they're experts at making something else that's really beautiful and they, you, you know, they don't have the, the professional skills to build an amazing website. So um, my course actually goes a lot deeper, probably about a third of it addresses Divi specifics and again like Gino's, knows that goes right from buying hosting right you know the strategy behind buying a domain name right through to kind of how to use every aspect of it plus security backup launching that kind of stuff but bookending that is things like um brand how to develop a brand how to copyright how to um plan visitor goals how to work out um you know uh, what your kind of user engagement is plot plotting a client's a visitor's journey through the site and bookending that with things like um, marketing automations and e-commerce integration. So um, it's very much aimed at that cr creative one-stop shop kind of person. And um, yeah, it's been brilliant. We've probably had about seven, we've had several hundred people go through the course. And honestly, when they graduate, I'm nearly crying. It's so exciting. And <laughs> <laughs> they launch their sites. It's so great. I love it. That is fantastic. <clears throat> Michelle. Um, yes, I have um, two courses at the moment. Um, so one is the Divi Child Thing course. So that takes, um, I wouldn't say experience, but um, accomplished Divi users um, <clears throat> through the process of planning, building, packaging and selling a child theme. Um, but it's, it's, it's not about design, it's about the process. So it's about finding um, a niche that there's a demand for a child theme um doing the research about what the child theme needs to encompass the the elements that need to be on each page um and then how to structure your uh, your style sheet how to structure your pages how to name your modules placeholder images things like that the whole packaging process um with the one click install um and then working with the marketplace and uh, marketing the theme and dealing with support on an ongoing basis and then um, i have the css um, and divi beginner course which is aimed completely at beginners so it teaches you css um, the basics of css from the very beginning so it's literally um, you know what css is how it's evolved how to structure a declaration how to structure your style sheet um, and then it takes you through how you can use CSS with Divi. So uh, where you can use CSS with Divi, what CSS you can use in certain places, because you can't use media queries, for, for example, in the advanced settings of the modules, things like that. Um, the hierarchy of you know, what takes precedence when in the different places that you place your CSS. Um, and there's sort of homework and things with that, lots of sort of lessons and practical um things um i have embedded code pens on there that they can play with and things like that oh cool um, 
Mm. And then tomorrow, actually, a bit of an exclusive, <laughs> I'll be announcing my next <laughs> course, which is quite um, relevant um, because it's building a learning platform with Divi and Lifter. So. Wow, you heard it here first. Yeah, the page is all done, so that'll be announced tomorrow. I was going to announce it today, but I thought I'd wait because we were doing this. <laughs> That's awesome. Give it all the scoop. Get in the scoop. Mm. I have a question for you guys. I've, I've never done a course, but David and I have plans to do a course, a WordPress course later this year. Um, and so I've kind of been, you know, studying the the whole LMS platform and, and I guess the, the e-course industry as a whole. And one thing that I, I, I keep seeing coming up uh, as an issue um, is, I don't know if, if this is the right word to describe it, but engagement. And um, let me take a step back. At Pressnomics, we heard Chris Lemma speak, and he mentioned that some in, in terms of of, of e courses, um, you know, the big thing is is getting users to to finish the course, and um, and kind of the the reason why it's so hard is when people sign up for a course, the the psychological like chemicals that are released in their brain of buying the course is exactly the same from when they finish the course. So just by them signing up for the course and paying money and take that, <laughs> taking that first step, they feel accomplished. And so a lot of them don't you know, finish. So, my, so I guess all that backstory to say uh, to you guys that are experienced with this, what is your experience with that? Has that been an issue in, in this niche of you know, web design and, and Divi specifically? And what are some things that, that you guys have done to, to help you know, bring people all the way through the course to completion? Good question. Yeah, I mean, I've I've kind of teamed my course with um, uh, Lyft has got some really brilliant built-in um, kind of milestone tools which can trigger emails and award badges, and I haven't really um, done that so much as the badges. But I've teamed mine with a Facebook group, and I've I follow them up relentlessly to make sure they join. And I welcome them. And our Facebook group is our little safe space, and everybody loves it. And everybody who's active in that group finishes, launches their course, and they don't necessarily tick off the modules and win badges and that kind of stuff. But um, there's also a set of automated emails which goes out, which is connected to my email platform, which, you know, says, hey, it's a month in, is there anything we can do for you? If you haven't started yet, you know, just ping me, ping me back and I'll jump on Skype with you for 10 minutes and find out where, where you're stuck. So I'm kind of, I think you have to be more engaged than they are and monitor your students. And even though there's lots of them, I can easily kind of look through the student role in the back end of Lifter and see who hasn't ever clicked on anything. And it, it's really great to be able to just Ooh. zero in on the ones who, who haven't <laughs> taken any action and, and kind of encourage them to get started. Yeah, I love that tool. Yeah, you can see where every student is at in the course. And, and like uh, Melissa said, maybe they're just not clicking complete at the end of each month, but you have the opportunity to follow up. And I think you're, she's right about those who are engaging in the private Facebook groups are the ones that are completing. And so getting them in there and getting them engaging, I think is key too. And I love, like Melissa said, the, the drip systems. You can say if somebody has been active for a month, automatically shoot them this template email and it'll shoot it off. You don't even have to do the work, you know, and, and you can be copied on that. So you're notified. So you can set up these little notification systems. Maybe you just want to email yourself when somebody hasn't been active so you can personally follow up with them. It's all built into the core product. So there's, uh, again, there's badges, awards, certificates, and then like all these drip systems that say based on this kind of conditional logic, 
if they haven't done this or if they've gotten this far but didn't collect, then send them an email or send me an email and that kind of thing. So that's really helpful with, with helping them move along. Is anyone using the kind of badges and kind of, because I've read quite a lot about user engagement and, you know, people allegedly being motivated by completing certain sections and winning this badge. And I don't know, I, I can't, maybe when I was in, in grade school, I was quite motivated <laughs> by badges. It's just far-fetched, so I'm, I don't know I'm still motivated by badges. Okay. Well, maybe I should get well, some badges. I would, I would or stickers. <laughs> yeah. well, I would That's what it feels like. At the end, you I should am, give away I, a badge. You know, like I certified. Am. Go ahead, Michelle. I'm oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I used, um, I, I did set up badges <clears throat> on my child theme course because when I released my, ch uh, sorry, not my child theme course, my CSS course. When I released my CSS course, the the first time um, I drip fed it so they got a module a week um, so a module could be anything between um, two and seven lessons some of them were a lot longer because they went through certain um, CSS properties and the different values that you can use with them so some of them are a lot longer um, so I, I use badges for that um, and I didn't really I don't think see more engagement um than not using them but the thing is the courses are so different because uh the child theme course is for more experienced developers and um the css course was you know really aimed at sort of beginner um designers so it's a bit difficult to say really but um at least for me i think my target market i think slightly different to melissa's and gino's in that i am um I'm working with designers or wannabe designers. And I think you guys are working with people that, you know, just want to build their own sites. Um, and I think with, with my audience, you know, people get busy. Um, you know, I got a lot, a lot of people in my Facebook groups, which are fantastic. As Melissa said, it really does increase engagement um, that people love the private Facebook groups. And especially for the child theme course, there's this core group of about 10 or 15 students um, that, that have all released their own child themes and are doing really well. And they're, you know, they've just become such close friends and they work together and collaborate. Um, and, and they're really supportive. And some of them are um, moderators in my membership now as well. And you can just see how they've grown, um, you know, from, from when they started the course to, to what they're doing now and how much they've got out of, um, of the course. But beyond that, just, you know, being able to sort of speak to each other and learn from each other. Um, so at least for my market, you know, I, I think that it's not so much the badges, um, it's more as time permits, you know, they know the course is there, they know they've got lifetime access and, you know, they go in and, and, and they and they take lessons when, when time allows, when work allows, when life allows. Um, so I don't, I don't really hassle my students too much. They know where <laughs> I am, they know I'm approachable, they've, you know, they've got like, 10 different ways of getting in touch with me. So if they need anything, I'm here. Um, but I can see where, you know, if you're working with a different market, yeah, you can definitely, um, you would need to sort of give them a lot more encouragement, I think. And badges are a good way to do that. One one thing that um, a good few of my um, uh, child-themed students um, said, 
that took the CSS course as well was um, we didn't get a certificate for the child thing course. <laughs> they got like a completion certificate for for the CSS course, but not like, where's my where's my proof? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, may, maybe a certificate at the end is a good thing. You know, something to aim for. <laughs> Yeah, they like the certificates in our Facebook yeah. group. Anybody who completes a course, we got this thing going on where they post their certificate <laughs> with their name on it right now and everything. So it's kind of like a little thing we got going on. Who can show off their certificate? It's pretty cool. So, SJ, what was your course and is it ever coming back? Because <laughs> I've seen people ask about it. I think it will come back. I think it will probably come back covering more than it did the first time. So. When it was first released, it was purely a, a CSS for Divi course. And I think if it was to come back now, then it would be a CSS and jQuery and, and PHP for Divi Ooh. course. Um, and potentially go into deeper uh, on, on those different things. But um, okay. yeah, like, one of the things that I did when I first started doing tutorials is I would just go into the Facebook groups and I would, um, I would screen share as I worked. Um, to show people how to do things and that that was really popular people used to say to me all the time That's you know watching you do those things is Much better than having you try and explain how you did those things So that was the whole point of putting together the course was just so I could essentially build a child theme while people watched um, And it ended up covering a lot more than that and because you have to make sure people are at a level where they can understand that you have to teach them the CSS first um, and build up the base level. Um, it, it's still to this day, I think, my, my, my second most favorite product that I've built. So behind Divi Switch, the course is the next best selling thing to this day, even though it's been out of stock. Um, essentially because the, the videos that I made um, where Divi updated so much just became obsolete and it was becoming too much to try and update in line with the course. So what I essentially said was I'm gonna create a cutoff date, I'm going to take the course offline, and then I'm going to bring it back with new videos and things like that. Um, but I found the two things that I did that kind of kept users going along, and it didn't work for all users, I should point out that the course has been offline now for almost a year, and I still get people going, I'm stuck on lesson two, can you help? <laughs> it doesn't always work in getting everyone across the line. <laughs> Um, oh my god, so we're still going to be answering support tickets in yeah. 10 years' time. <laughs> 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 never retire. <laughs> it never stops, it doesn't. You will always get at least one message through a week saying, oh, I guess um, we have to rethink that lifetime membership, mm. huh? <laughs> <laughs> People truly take advantage when you put lifetime in anything. <laughs> no, you just have to put in your terms, it's the lifetime, lifetime of, the course, of the course, not your lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Until I die or you die, whatever case. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. One of the things I did was um, I, the people that looked as if they were going near to finishing the course, um, I reached out to them in the Facebook group and I said, look, I really need you guys to finish because I need some people to moderate and help the other people through. So essentially anyone that finished the course became the advocates and the people that would help for people that were 50% of the way through. And the people that were 50% of the way through would be the people that were helping the, the people just beginning. So you made through. them work for you too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like a little, uh, 
They only had to be one step ahead of the person that they were delegate, helping. delegate. Hey, but that's a good learning tactic because they say yeah. when you teach something, you learn it better yourself. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's exactly. What, yeah. That's what we see in the divvy groups and the big groups. Do you know also anybody yeah. who graduates and finishes the course in my courses gets to become an affiliate, which is great because they're very uh, like I'm not sure that's a prize. It's really helpful. It's a reward, but um, but they're, they're so kind and they're so they're so passionate about the course that they they can't wait to kind of get that. Maybe that's the version of a sticker or a badge, but they're just so kind and it's it's just a real thrill to. Send, send some of my best students money every month. I love it. That's a pretty That's good, a good idea. idea. Yeah. <clears throat> And it doesn't matter if it is a prize because it sounds like a prize, and that's good enough. <laughs> it's money. It's a cash yeah. prize. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. <laughs> I'm it all <laughs> um. Well, do you guys have any tips or pointers for new people that are starting out that aspire to create courses? Maybe you know you guys have, have kind of blazed the path in the Divi world. Um, you know, maybe give a couple of points that uh, maybe you've learned that you wish you might have done a little bit different uh, it, had you known what you know now. Anything like that? Um, I think my biggest tip to anyone would be make it very, 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 very clear who your course is for um, and what level you have to be at to begin and what level you're going to be at at the end because there are some people that if it's not made abundantly clear um they'll assume they're good enough to join and then you'll 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 get messages that and it isn't what you want because you don't want people to join and then be disappointed or feel scared because they don't understand the the base level um because essentially if they if they feel like they're not good enough then it could turn them off from learning which isn't the point of these courses um make it very clear what you need to know before you go in um, and make it clear where you're going to be at the end so that when they get there they're not disappointed and there's not a moment where they go is that it because you know, that, that's not what you want you want them to be like sell yourself very slightly short so that when they get to the end they're pleasantly surprised and make sure that you make it sound <laughs> than it is so that when they join you know they can get through the first two or three lessons without it being so hard that it turns them off from learning under promise over deliver boom tim's got it yeah i i um i agree with sj actually it's, it's a really good point i've um i've had a, f um, a few people that um have joined the child theme course but it was i i released the child theme course first and then the css course came after that so there wasn't that opportunity to learn that previously but um I have had a lot of people that have bought both courses, um, bought the child theme one first, but then are waiting to do the CSS one before going to do their, um, you know, uh, take the child theme course and build their child themes. Um, this next course that I'm launching tomorrow, um, I've actually put on a section there of what it will teach you and what it won't teach you. Um, because, I, you know, you get a lot of questions about, will I learn this? Will I learn that? And everybody wants um, the course to be completely tailored to their specific needs and you can never do that mm -hmm. um so yeah being extremely clear about what's included um 
as far as you can, if you haven't built the course yet, as far as you can, some kind of lesson plan, you know, um, detailing what each module is going to contain and what they're going to learn is, is really important. And it will, um, obviously, it will reduce things like refunds and annoyed customers and things like that. So, yeah, that's a great tip. And I completely agree with that. I would actually say that um, I got told something quite early on, luckily, um, I went to, to, I work with a mastermind group in, in the States and I go every year and it's about building courses and kind of content marketing. And I was explaining my, about my amazing course that I was building and somebody said, have you actually asked anyone what they want? What kind of validation have you done? I was like, oh, that would be zero. zero. I'm just going to build this amazing course. Um, they're like, so they will come. yeah, they're like, basically, so your plan is build it and they will come. That is your whole plan. I was like, yeah, that is my whole plan. <laughs> that is a terrible plan. So I was like, okay. So I came back and I asked for 20 people uh, who would like to do a free course. And I committed to them. I put them in a Facebook group and I said, I will do the first five modules by next week. And I worked so hard. I literally had to stay up all night. They were like breathing on my down my neck. That <laughs> I was like only ever about a day ahead of them. So I did a rough version of the course and I cut half it and I found all the modules they were saying but this doesn't make any sense you've skipped over this so they helped me build it now I've got the confidence I'd actually probably charge some money for that but not very much but I'd charge enough to fund me to do that but um oh my god I'm so glad someone said to me what are you thinking not asking anyone <laughs> it's just made the course so fantastic I, I'm now on version two of the course and the lovely students are all saying hey this is great can we have a cheat sheet for this and you know, it's just listen to people and don't think you know what people want. Because I was nearly a crazy, arrogant fool who spent two years working on a course that nobody had even asked for. So, yeah, <laughs> thankfully, Plan no. <laughs> planning is good. I think I think all three of you are are, are dead on with the whole planning aspect of it and uh, kind of knowing your audience and and expectations. You know, I knew that my target audience was not the absolute beginner because the people who come to Divi tutorials, they're, they're learning, but they know WordPress and they have Divi and they're already working in it. But I also knew the course I wanted to do that I'm working on that's coming out next is sort of the second level. It's, and what we're, what we're doing next is how to customize, how to build a website without using any settings, just doing everything in a style sheet, assigning a class and doing everything in a style sheet. So that way you can easily crank things out in one place, not have to go back in and change settings. You know, there's there's people the settings are great for, and then there's others who like us at Monterey Premier where we don't use any settings, we do everything in a cell sheet. Yeah. So, but I knew that people would take that course and then kind of be, you know, lost right away because there's some people that just need to know what Divi is and how to use it. So I did that course first just so I can point people to it. And I've done the same thing. A lot of people ask me, will I learn CSS? Will I learn? And I said, no, this course is not for you. And they're like, well, throw in a couple more child themes and I'll get it anyways. And I go, no, that's not the point. <laughs> the point isn't the freebies. The point Free is, stuff. will you finish the course and be successful? You know? So uh, I totally agree. And if there's one more tip I would give, I learned the hard way at first, is each lesson that you do, try to split it up and segment it as much as possible so when you do updates you don't have to update the whole lesson right. you can just update a couple screenshots um even do voice separate so you know do the screenshots like uh, sean hesketh that wp 101 uh shared this he he does all the video and he talks but he doesn't record his voice and then he does the voiceover afterwards 
So that way, if he's got to redo some of the screenshots, he doesn't got to do the voice as well. So like, for example, Divi has some pretty big updates with changing the tab names and where some of the settings are. Yeah. So that's going to affect all of us. Yeah. And, uh, Jesus. So it would be so much easier if <laughs> I just go in there. From? Right? <laughs> so, yeah, it would be so much easier <laughs> if I just, you know, you just have to go in and change a few screenshots or videos. So some of my lessons, they may only be 10 minutes long, but they're broken up into like, six little one and a half minute segments i'll do one setting change to talk about it stop save it do one setting change stop save it and then put it all into one lesson and it looks seamless and it's only a couple minutes long but it's easy for me to just go change one minor thing so uh, try to split up into as many segments as possible yeah i would really recommend investing in a good I use Camtasia for video capture and editing because it records a separate audio and video file. And yeah, hallelujah, it's such a good thing. <laughs> you make a mistake, you can just you know just split the file and voice over the video. It's yeah. so good. Plus one for Camtasia, yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah, and I want to. I'm gonna. Um, I'm reading through the comments here on the live cast. Uh, we've had quite a few people oh, oh, yeah, watching yeah. the show. Don't forget uh, about that sometimes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We are. We do look in there every now and then. I know we kind of have tunnel vision, but. Claire Turner says that uh, Superfly, who is, you know, Nathan Duvall and those guys, John Wooten, they have a um, a child theme where John Wooten builds a page while you watch and follow along. Something similar to what SJ was talking about. She says that that's a great way to learn, and I totally agree as well. Um, there's some other comments in there. Um, sorry we didn't get to all of them. Uh, but we promise to try to do better next week. <laughs> um, well, I, have a, I have a quick question for all the e-course people, just because I've wondered this, and I'm assuming maybe other people wonder this. So they're all go-at-your-own-pace video-based. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know if there was, like, different formats or well, certain segments are different or... Well, because I was totally paranoid that either some people would like video and would follow along or some people would like text and would follow along, I did both. So I started with videos, and then I transcribed everything and did it with did, do it by numbers. Melissa's <laughs> face, like, oh my god! Um, and that was yeah. If I was going to do it again, I don't think I'd go through the ball ache because looking at it, most people just concentrated on the video. So I think that's definitely the preferred method for for most people when learning. If I taking two lessons um, from my course, what I would do and the tips that I would give other people um, is the first one is to be to be prepared for growth beyond what you imagined, but also be prepared for what happens if it's not as popular as you thought it was going to be. So if, if you're basing the support or you're getting support agents in um, on the basis that this is going to make me a buttload of money and I'm going to be able to pay these people, make sure you have a plan for what if you only sell two copies because you still have <laughs> to give those two people um, you know, what they paid for. So you need to be able to support them. But also what happens if, it's beyond what you imagine. So when I did, I think my original price for my course was $75. And I said, right, if 100 people take that, I'm going to be a happy man. That's going to be completely worth my time sitting there. 100 people prepaid for it. So it, I'd already hit my figure before the course even was available. So I was like, well, well crap, because, you know, <laughs> I, I, I can maybe support you know, 50 people, I'm going to have to start getting people in. Eventually, I'm going to go to sleep and people are going to get mad at me. Um, <laughs> you know, and that became an issue. I think if I was to do it again, I would definitely, definitely reach out to people and say, I'm going to need you for this. I'm going to need somebody in different time zones to support people when I'm asleep. And I'm, because you, 
I got no sleep for like three days when the course launched. <laughs> and that was affecting my ability to kind of give people answers to their questions because I was like, what? I don't even remember writing that. Like, Do whatever. all of you work alone? Do any of you have like uh, somebody that also like fields support questions or do you all all do it yourself i i did it all of myself but if i was to do the course again if i released it again next week there's no way in, on on earth that i would try and do the whole thing on, on my own again it was far too stressful I, I um i i did well i do it all on my own in a sense in that i am just me um i have um two things actually one on on the format of the course with the question that was on the chat um mine mine are video based um the the child theme course has always been study at your own pace but the css course initially um i dripped it over 10 weeks so it was one module a week with two to seven lessons and homework um, because I wanted the students to take the time to practice um, what they'd learned. I didn't want them to just uh, watch the video and go on to the next module. Um, but all of my um, all of my courses, the videos are professionally transcribed um, with closed captions because I have both deaf and um, quite a few people who English is not their first language. So they like to watch the video and also read the closed captions. Nice. Um, so I think that's important. And um, I have a VA do that, and it's quite expensive to do well um, because it is with the CSS course, it's, it's quite a lot of technical speak, mm. technical terms, yeah. so it's difficult for people to do that. Wow. Um, but um, in terms of support, it is just me. However, where I've my courses have been open. Um, for a few times now I do have a community in my Facebook groups for the courses who support for me you know they they help each other they do, um, yeah absolutely so like I mean you know I, I've got one I mean I'm sure you all know her, Joan Donna she went through the course she's got more child themes than I have um, you know they're, they're, they're overtaking um, they're overtaking me and her child themes are amazing um, so yeah, I think your students will, you know, the longer your course is open, the more support you'll get from your students to help your new students um, get through things. And just a comment, what Melissa was saying, um, and SJ as well, about um, validate your idea. Um, I haven't launched one course where I've built a thing. The, the landing page goes out with my plan for the course first at an early bird sign-up list. And if I don't get two, three hundred signups on that list, I won't build it. You know, and I know if people sign up to the list, they're interested and then I'll take the time to build it and I'll open it and I'll, I'll release it for early bird before it's finished. And people can pre-register like SJ's did. Um, and, and it just validates you. And, it, you know, you know that you're supported financially for the time you need to take away from your business to create that product. Um, so, yeah. Um, validating it is, is is key all right well we are running pretty much close to the to out of time and we've started a new tradition over the last few weeks which has been parting thoughts so what I'll do is I'll I'll start on the left and let uh, and we'll just go to the right or maybe you know what I'm mixing it up oh my time. gosh we're gonna start it, it on the right we starting it on the right with Tim Tim, do you have any parting thoughts? <laughs> well, since I'm not a experienced e-course creator, I'm going to say a Steve Jobs quote, stay hungry, stay foolish. That's it. Ooh, good one. <laughs> awesome. SJ, parting thoughts? Um, 
I think my, my, my parting thought will be that make sure that teaching is something that you want to do before you start an e-course because it may just be an online product, but you still have to be the teacher, which involves being patient where it's hard to be patient. It involves um, you know, putting in a lot of late hours and doing a lot of um, extra time, especially if you're doing this on the side of a business. Um, and one final tip, um, if you're using images and videos and things, create a separate file, upload all those images and videos to that file, um, and then link them into the product pages so that you can go in and edit those files directly rather than having to go into every single page of your course and changing images out. Because Divi updates all the time. <laughs> and if you have to go in and change screenshots every time that Divi updates, <laughs> nothing else for the rest of your life being <laughs> so organized is, is a big deal okay hold on i think what well, yep divi just updated oh, again. <laughs> <laughs> any parting thoughts oh god my turn um <laughs> i don't know yeah i mean on what sj said make sure it's something that you love to do you know i've been i've i've taught in one way or another my whole life and um and it's something i love to do and you have to have um the patience of a saint um people are lovely but you'll you'll always have people that um are through no fault of their own difficult and um and you have to deal with that and i mean i'm quite lucky because this is all i do now um but if you are running a, a business on the side it takes an immense amount of time i mean take how long you think it's going to take to create your course and then triple it um because that's how long it's going to take awesome thank you melissa any parting thoughts um yeah sure i would say um don't get too hung up on the tech and the equipment but also buy the right stuff. So I was so daunted in the beginning. I spent like forever researching microphones. I've got a backdrop over there. I was like going to build a set. I've got lights, never <laughs> used any of them, just stupid. So I, I ended up buying a really good microphone and a really good webcam. And I literally did the whole course of that. And um, I spent some cash on Camtasia, which is the best money I've ever spent. So I was spending money on all the wrong things, thinking it had to be like, look like I was in a studio, and it was just a load of nonsense. Nobody cares, but they do care whether they can hear you properly and see you properly. So, um, just spend the money on the right stuff, like two or three hundred dollars on the right stuff, and don't buy a load of other stuff that will just sit in the corner of your office, like all that stuff over there. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, hey, Leslie. Any parting thoughts? Um. Well, I guess my my point of view is more as from the learner. So um, I guess my parting thought would be if, if anybody is on the fence or thinking about taking one of these courses, hopefully you know a little bit more about which one might be better for you. And I, I say just, just do it. You know, I mean, it's one of those things where there's something that could be anything that you want to do and there's always like a procrastination or like a putting it off. Um, but if you're serious about wanting to learn more and maybe make it a, a, a business for yourself or sell child themes or whatever, um, just make the investment and do it and stop wasting time. <laughs> awesome. And hold on, Gino, not just yet. I'm going to say <laughs> the final, the final word, a parting thought for you. I'll go ahead and give my parting thoughts here. My parting thoughts is I just want to thank Melissa, Michelle, SJ for coming on the show tonight. Great topic. A lot of great stuff that we've covered. 
I know that it's really, really late over in the UK. And Sorry. I'm sure that our I'm sure that our, our viewers greatly appreciate it. Stuff, We're just gonna so. push on through till tomorrow morning now, I think. So, yeah. <laughs> we don't need to sleep. We'll swing back and uh, Gino, parting thoughts. Parting thoughts. Uh, a phrase I've been kind of using for a while. Teach, learn, love build and there's so much fulfillment in those four words and you can kind of get deep in that but i've found that uh, uh doing these courses has really allowed me to uh capture all four of those in a way i wasn't able to do just doing web designs um yes i am going to be moving into doing more educational stuff full-time than i'm doing with the other stuff and i would say it, you know if if you know something and you feel like you can share it and teach somebody, jump in. Because there's nothing more valuable than not just the experience and knowledge you have, but the wisdom of how to apply that and use that. And uh, you know, it's, it's far more valuable than getting paid by the hour for services that you can provide. So I would say jump into it, start small. Uh, I started with a very basic course just to get my feet wet. Wasn't overwhelmed. Able was, was able to get it done in a couple months and gave me the confidence to jump into much larger projects that I've been wanting to do. So pick something that you think is too easy for you. You'll find it won't be, um, but you'll be able to finish it and complete it. And once that's done, um, I think that the, you'll feel so much more comfortable moving into doing more courses. All right. And I want to say one more thing real quick. Michelle and Melissa, open invitation. Everybody on this panel will be in Orange County in a couple of weeks. Oh. Word, Camp, Word Camp Orange County. We would tempting. love to see you. Very it's tempting. When is that? It's uh, June, the, June the 10th. <laughs> Next <anyway>. month. <laughs> uh, yeah, in about three weeks or so, I think, right? Yeah. Well, I've already packed my, uh, my SPF. 3,000 suntan lotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a great blast. Uh, we've got Sarah, Olga from Australia coming in, SJ from the UK, uh, anybody in the Orange County vicinity. They may be sold out of tickets already. In fact, I know they are, but I know that we have a couple of extra tickets floating around in the event that anybody... Just in case. Needs, just and in case the, anybody needs one. The Devi meetup does not require a ticket. So that's I think right. that we're doing it the Friday before the actual word camp. So I think that's Friday the eighth is the so we could, Divi meetup. So we could fly all the way to Orange County <laughs> for dinner. Yes, <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, Michelle, with us. <laughs> just send. You'll have to just send us a T-shirt. Yeah. I've just got back from the states, so I can't go again without getting divorced. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, again, thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of Divi Chat. Head on over to our website, divi.chat, and check out the show notes. If you'd like the show, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. And remember, leave your questions and comments in the section below in the YouTube video or over on the website. Tune in next week as we tackle another topic here to help you improve your WordPress and Divi development and business. Thanks again for tuning in and listening. Yay. Until next week. We'll see you later. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thank you.